As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show special edition. We're streaming live on many, many platforms. Ari Wasserman. We have been fasting for 23 hours. Well, uh, full disclosure, Ari, I've been going for 22 hours and 45 minutes. The uh, I was drinking some some tea that had Splenda in it after I ate for the last time yesterday, and I didn't finish until about 1.20 Eastern time. So 1.20 Eastern time is my 24-hour mark. Where are you at in your uh, in your fast? So I don't know if this is cheating, but I did it. And you tell me if it's cheating. Uh-oh. I had a Uh-oh. diet we had coke. To fire you? Zero calories. Oh, I don't know. Carbonation. Um, what, what? What is this? I, I I've been handed an apple. Enjoy. My kids have decided they're going to just present me with food for this entire time. So, <laughs> is is diet coke I, I cheating? Think, I think you're fine. Uh, we were going to do no artificial sweeteners, but that that's fine. You, you're good. Uh, I I had some, you know, we we said water, black coffee, but you're not you're not a coffee guy, so that's that's yeah yeah. I figured I that have, like uh, I don't know uh, if Diet Coke made it actually worse, but I figured I could trade that off for a cup of coffee, and it was like at like one yeah. o'clock yesterday anyway, so it's been almost twenty four hours. So uh, I have a Beautiful. really big headache, and I'm super fatigued, and like it's not the worst thing in the world, but I think that the side effects of not putting food in your body are worse than the hunger, at least for me. So I just ran three miles. I had to host a Sirius XM show this morning. So that kept me busy. And then afterward I had another, I had an hour in between and I was just like, what do I do? I got to do so. I can't just sit here and think about how hungry I am. So I ran three miles. I watched Watched the first 30 minutes of the, the series premiere of 1883, which, by the way, I'm in. Oh, I'm yeah? Really hooked. Because I really very, so, I very much like Yellowstone. So that's the next thing. I did. I haven't, see, I haven't watched Yellowstone. This is the prequel, right? That's insanity. If you, yeah, I mean, it's the best show on TV right now. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, Yellowstone. And this is the prequel. What you watch is the prequel to what I'm watching. And I think it's weird because well, there's I'll new be Yellowstone right episodes being released every Sunday. And then they release this like right in the middle of the season. So I'm very curious how that's going to play out. But if you like it, then I'm, that's good to you know because yeah, Yellowstone's a very good show. They slipped in an Oregon Trail joke right off the right off the bat that I truly appreciated. The guys like we have oxen <laughs> and 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 what's his name the the guy the Sam 
Sam Phillips? What's his name? They, so the dude with the white mustache? Like yeah, the perfectly yeah. casted human being for that show? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When he talks to the dude in, in Big Lebowski. Well, he's like, he's like, your oxen aren't going to make it. And I was like, that. Sam Elliott. Yes. Camelina, our producer with the uh, the crucial save. So, yeah. So that I'm in on that. I, As you can see, I'm talking about things that aren't food because I... I do the intermittent fasting, so I go 16 hours a day, but eight hours of that sleeping. And that extra few hours is, whew, that hits you hard. Yeah, it's like a deeper sleep almost. Like, it's like, uh, it, it, you know, when you get into a deep sleep when you're super sick, it kind of feels like that to me. Um, and like, I'm a big boy, so like, it takes a lot for me to go 24 hours. And here's what I did yesterday, and you tell me if you think I'm crazy. But I like lifted a ton of weights in the morning yesterday before the fast started, Ooh. and then pump with iron. Hallowed yeah, be thy gains. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lift this afternoon too, actually. Uh, but then I came back and ate a bunch of like eggs and turkey bacon and turkey sausage and like protein, and had a six ounce steak. So like I tried my best to fill myself up with protein. What? What's that? Ice. I can't have iced tea. It's your favorite. No. Yes. Away with you. Away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. No, stop stop doing that. You're killing me. Now you've let the dog in. Come on. This is this Very is gonna be kid. one of those shows. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it yeah, supposed to be mom? Is it supposed to be so uh, organized right now? So We're both pretty scatterbrained. And like I I mean, you had me on skates yesterday too with that Wendy's. You know, like I already can't stand Bill Landis. Like, and I don't even know if you were poking at me or if you were just trying to make me upset. But it's just like such. Like, I wasn't poking at you. Somebody, one of our listeners, chimed in and said that Wendy's fries are better than In and Out fries, which is true because everything that is that qualifies as edible is better than than the fries at In and Out Burger. Like, I actually think the fries at In and Out Burger are a giant troll job where they're basically like, what will these idiots eat? Because their burgers are delicious. And they could, at some point in the last, I don't know, how long has the company been around? 70, 100 years? At some point decided, let's make good fries instead. But they didn't. They decided they would make terrible fries to go with their amazing burgers. I mean, their and fries me, are fresh, and there's not a bunch of like crappy ingredients like you find at McDonald's. Like they taste like crap. I don't, I don't care think if they're they taste fresh. Like crap. I don't think they taste like crap. Five Guys fries are I fresh that, and they're delicious. I think that Maybe Wendy's... Maybe do what they do. I this think is, Wendy's has the worst Ari, fries Ari, in all of fast food. Which is why on, they keep changing like, them unsuccessfully. This is like my college football rant where you have these coaches who are like, I don't care if Nick Saban does it that way. I'm going to do it my way. Nick Saban's better than you at this. Just do what he does. Nick Saban is the in and out burger of college football. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's like the In-N-Out Burger Burger with the Five Guys fries. Yeah, I don't know. what He's the perfect combination. I don't know if you he, pick your favorite restaurants based on side He recruits the stars and dishes, develops them. But there is unquestionable difference in quality at one and the other. And one is actually at a better price point. And In-N-Out has the best fast food hamburger on the face of the earth. I hate Colton Pouncey. I hate Bill Landis. They, uh, if you like, were driving down the street and you're like, I want lunch, and there's a Wendy's on your right and, a, and an In-N-Out on, on the left, and you picked Wendy's, you're a psychopath. It's not even a debate. Well, no, I'd get, the, I'd get the burger at In-N-Out and then go to Wendy's for fries. Wendy's and fries Pouncey. suck. They suck. 
They keep changing them. They're terrible. Like they, and they're they, all they, better than In and Out fries. I, I just every single version has been better than I the In and Out fries. I think that Wendy's has by far the worst fries in fast food. Like if like no, the thing is, you like is, Wendy's is you can bar go spicy none the chicken. worst fries ever. And you, and you get the In and Out stands who are like, well, you have to order them double fry. No, if I have to order them special, it means they suck. Andy, Wendy's has to redo their fries every three years because they suck, and they keep saying if they're not fresh enough, get them fresh. It's the same thing and at Wendy's. Yet it's they're awful. still better than they're In and Out. They're not. They are. The only yes. Wendy's argument that a person could have is that you prefer chicken, and that the spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's is very good. But if you want to compare burger and fries to burger and fries, also too, this is the last argument uh, I'm going to make before I like leave the show uh, for a, during a charity event, but. <laughs> The In-N-Out burger is so superior to the Wendy's burger that the fries, even if it's a negligible difference and you think Wendy's are marginally better, the difference between the burgers is so huge that the fries are irrelevant. Also, at In-N-Out, you can order them animal style. You can get them any certain way that you want that they don't offer. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I can get them with Thousand Island dressing. Awesome. I mean, it's delicious. No, it's not. I'm sorry to the entire sorry, state man. of Utah who think you've invented something with your fry sauce. It's thousand I think that's great. dressing and it sucks. It doesn't this suck. Is, this is what this is. I'm so hungry. I'm just going to crap on everybody's favorite food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I just like, I would smash. I might go smash. I've got a Chipotle order set to deliver to my house at 1215. Like nice. Uber eats in advance scheduled. So like I gave us 15 minutes of leeway time just in case we went a little long. Uh, but I'm going to smash food the second we're done here, and then I'm going to go lift weights. That, listen to you. Listen, arr, arr. Yeah. What, are we, what are we training today, Ari? What are you uh, training lots? We, uh, we're, we're lifting tra- shoulders we're today. And back. Oh, shoulders. shoulders. Okay. Okay. I actually think that shoulders press. is uh, the hardest. The lateral raise, front raise. I think it's the most painful uh, lifting position. Like even though, like lifting. just not lifting position, lifting group. Sorry. I think that shoulder exercises ah. are the most painful. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Military press compared to flat bench or incline or, or squats. That does running, suck, so running I, on this state though, does seem like a psychopath move to me, but I'm not in shape like you are. So like, I can't just go run like a gazelle. On my so yesterday I did the pain storm, which is a, like a dumbbell workout that I stole from the CrossFitters, um, and to get myself ready for this. And then I ate a bunch of long burn food. So let's tell everybody what we're doing. Cause, cause I think there's people who are tuning in the live stream. Like what the hell are these guys talking about? So we are fasting for 24 hours to raise money for feeding America. Feeding America has a network of food banks all across the country. Great organization. They're going to help a lot of people this holiday season and, and all year round. We're trying to raise 25 grand. Uh, if you go to my social media, if you go to Andy underscore Staples on Twitter, if you go to at Ari Wasserman on Twitter, you can find the link. Uh, we'll have the link in the show notes if you're listening to this in podcast form on, on Wednesday. Uh, we will make sure you have a way to donate if you'd like to. Uh, and, you know, whatever you got, whatever you're comfortable giving, please donate. It, it you know, goes to folks who are hungry. Every dollar you donate can can help create up to 10 meals for somebody who, who's in need. So, uh, we just wanted to help out a little bit this holiday season. I lost a bet. That's how this thing started. That's usually how everything starts on this show is I lose a bet. And I said, what was it? Our bet Oregon. was after Oregon lost to Stanford, I said, Oregon's going to win out and make the playoff. And Ari said, no way in hell that happens. 
And uh, two losses to Utah later, Ari is uh, 100% correct. So here we are. But Ari, because he's a great human being, decided to do this too. So Ari, I, I saw, so you had to pick up dinner last night. You had a car that smelled of mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, which mm-hmm. that's that's rough. This morning, you had to go pick up stuff for a charcuterie board. Yeah. So all manner of cheeses and meats. What was your most tempting moment in the past 23 and change hours? Driving by McDonald's today. <laughs> I just wanted to go get a large, uh, a large uh, fresh fry, a, a large Coke and, uh, you know, whatever I could get. No, I, I'm honestly, I, I wasn't that tempted. I, I uh, think I gave in a little bit with the Diet Coke, but I knew this was going to be a good cause. And, you know, the cool thing about this is, is that now I'm like an hour away from eating and that meal is going to be pretty glorious. So um, I am like you. I can't when I eat and I get hungry and I get tempted, which is probably just like an everyday thing for me is like when I'm bored, I get hungry. So I did my best the last 24 hours or so to occupy my time with doing things. I was working on some stories. I went and picked up dinner. I watched the Browns game last night, went to the grocery store this morning and people might did say, well, on the Browns game last night, I did. <laughs> what, what, what was the, what was the play there? Um, Browns four to one in the second quarter when they were down two no- or 10, nothing. Um, Ooh. so I was pretty heartbroken when they, they That's lost her at the end. Uh, and I never hedged. So, uh, that didn't work out well for me, but I was super entertained for a few hours. Um, had the baby here and, you know, fed the baby and, you know, went to the store and, you know, here we are. It was, it was a quick 24 hours and I have a bunch of stuff going on in my life today. So, you know, holidays coming up and, you know, I'll make it count. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm I'm just glad that that we got to do this and I, I you hungry arguing with you hungry is is fun. Like I already we, snapped we probably about need the Wendy's to fast fries. a little bit before we're yeah yeah. Well, Will Kaplan went crazy in the YouTube comments, just destroying you on on the uh, the fries. Uh, Ari, do you like eating raw potato shards? That's In and Out fries. And animal style doesn't travel after two seconds in the car. It's nasty. It's a nasty glob. See, the second that I'm Wendy's fries alone. even get remotely cold, they are the most disgusting fries on the face of the earth. And I'm a big guy. I like eating fast food. I smash food that I shouldn't eat. I even eat roller food. The only thing that I can't stand and I won't even eat are, dry, are, are Wendy's fries when they've been in the bag for more than 90 seconds. Well, cold, cold fries are disgusting under any circumstances. No, not cold fries. Just as long as they're not piping hot. The second they're not piping hot, they're trash. And even when they're piping hot, they're not very good. Why and do you think they keep changing the recipe? Back to our original discussion. 
in and out are trashed when they are piping hot. Why do you so, think Wendy's keeps hey. changing their their recipe for their fries? Because people don't like uh, them. because they they would like them to be incrementally better than in and outs. Oh, geez, we got a we got a quesadilla. Yep. We got jalapeno chips. Have you had these, by the way, Ari? I have. Yeah, these are delicious. Breathing? Yeah, their salt and vinegar are really good too. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big uh, kettle chip guy. I know when we did the oh, yeah. uh, we ah, did the didn't we this, do po- <laughs> we did potato chip rankings like a year ago if you remember. We did, we did, and the Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar and the Miss Vicky's jalapeno are, are up there. Guys, you're killing me here. I got I got like I got a whole hour left. I got an hour and one minute. It's gonna be the worst hour of your life. Yeah. Okay. You you <laughs> keep do your worst, Will Staples. And Maggie Staples, do your worst. Okay. Okay. It's a very crunchy chip. They're also like torturing delicious. me too. I know. That's the goal. Don't that is t- the goal. Don't torture strangers. You know. You're not a stranger, are you? Family. No, I know. I appreciate it. I haven't met them in person yet, though. So one day. Oh yeah. No, no. We have to do. We we do have to do that. Where the last time I was over at your house, now that was before your your kid was born. I I did come bearing barbecue. And yeah. so you have a Heim barbecue next to your house, which for those who haven't been to the DFW era area recently, Heim started in Fort Worth. They have three locations now, including one near near where Ari is. And their bacon burn-ins. Holy yeah. mackerel. Uh Max Olson had a Hall of Fame baby gift. Uh I mean him him and his wife sent us a bunch of clothes, a bunch of like necessary things, and in the gift was a $50 gift card to Heim. And like, I've never received a better gift, a more thoughtful gift. And I like love Max Olson for life. uh, Now that, uh, you know, we've gotten to know each other and I will say I'm not a barbecue snob the way that you are. And I've been to Archibald's, I think in Alabama once, but Heim is by far the best I've ever had. Oh, Heim is spectacular. It's that, that's a great all around barbecue joint. They do everything very well. Uh, the brisket's fantastic. The ribs are good. The pulled pork is good. Like that, to it is such a blessing to be near a place like that because most of the country is not. Most of the country does not have anything like that around them. So you are very spoiled. I think that I've part. made this case before, and you know I'll say it again. I think Dallas might be a sneaky one of the best food cities in America. It's definitely one oh, of the yeah. best fast food cities in America because it has every chain so, imaginable from both sides of the country. There's a sandwich called a pombazo. Have you had a pombazo yet? No, I don't even know what that is. So I went to a place. It's near the Galleria. So it's 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 a little bit of a drive from where you are, but I'll I'll have to find the name of it. But I'm looking at so it right this now. Sandwich. They dip. They basically dip kind of a sub roll in. I think it's called guarillo peppers, and then they and then they grill grill the roll, and then it's just stuffed with meat and cheese. It is spectacular. This looks amazing. What is this a te- is this a Texas thing? Uh, it's a Mexican thing, but th- yeah, in Texas is where you can find them on you know, okay. in, in our All part right. of the world. So yeah, I'm I'm starving. I'm so I'm so <laughs> hungry. Oh my god! That yeah, looks it's good. It, it is it is truly spectacular. I, I do love a uh, a nice pombazo. And I'm jealous that you could go drive to get one if you if you really wanted one today. I think I might. Oh man! So I I am glad I ate the way I did before we started because I had uh, I had some ribs and some chicken, some collard greens. I went to a barbecue place here 
not none of our barbecue places match up with with Heim or, or any of the really good ones in Dallas. But uh, went to Four Rivers, which is the best, maybe the best like chain, like multi-location chain barbecue, multi-city, multi-location chain barbecue you're going to have. Uh, they started in Orlando. And I did ribs and chicken and collard greens and, and green beans. So the idea was kind of the slow burn type foods that would get me through this period. And I got to admit, it hasn't been that bad. I think I think last night, right before bed, was when I got my most irritable. Well, that and when we were having our, our In-N-Out Fry argument. But I, I, you know, it was, I realized I was kind of like getting a little snappy and that's, so I, I don't get the he- the hunger headaches, but I do get, I do get hangry. I get very hangry. Yeah. I think the headaches are kind of like a, you know, byproduct of, of eating too many carbs. I bet. That's true. That is true. Oh, but I'm so excited about carbs. Let me, let me, let me tell you about this one. So this is, my daughter asked me what I'm most excited for uh, for Christmas this year. And it is easily, one has nothing to do with any gift, nothing to do with, with, uh, with dinner. Every year after we open gifts at our house, we go to my wife's mom's house where she makes pancakes from scratch and bacon and just piles of it. Cause she's, she's the mother of five children. So she only knows how to cook for an army. And so we'll walk in the door and there will be a stack of pancakes like a mile high and you just grab off the stack. And I am so excited for that right now. I cannot even tell you. I mean, I'm coming out, I'm coming out to Gainesville, you know, it's, I've, I've never been in the city of Gainesville before. So I need to go there. I need to go to the swamp. I need to go to next year. I'm going to a, a game day SEC game somewhere. I don't care where it is. Oh, Even yeah. if I have to go as a fan, I'm going to go because it's embarrassing that I haven't been to one yet. And I think Florida might be a good place to start, especially if well that if if your mother in law is going to you know pap, you know smack up some flapjacks there. Oh, she'll she'll hook you up. Yeah, no no question. Miss Miss Carol will hook you up. Now I, I will tell you. So next year is a uh, we we should set that up this starting now basically maybe have a contest throughout the next few months to figure out what your first real sec game is going to be uh i think because because remember alabama goes to baton rouge in even years and an alabama lsu game in baton rouge is a truly remarkable experience so that would be good if florida is good uh, a, a good home game at the swamp is is great a a good home game at auburn is truly amazing. Like that place gets so loud when, te- you know, Tennessee getting better is, is helpful this year. So if they have a good start to the season, Neyland stadium might need to be your first SEC stadium. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard the, the Vol Navy thing is like one of the coolest things in sports. It's so I'd, cool. I'd love to see that. Um, and it's funny because we've had this discussion before and I've been to most of the PAC 12 stadiums and every big 10 stadium, you know, based on the way my career has gone so far and i would love to see a place that outdoes penn state the night of the ohio state game when they do their whiteout because that was and has been so far in my experience been the best home stadium uh experience that i've ever seen 
And the good news for me, I guess, in terms of experiences, is that having covered Ohio State, whenever I'm on the road, most fan bases get up for that game. So oh, I've yeah. seen yeah, I've seen best. the best of every stadium every weekend because they're trying to to spring an upset. So Penn State, and to my opinion, like I I don't doubt that games can get louder or it might be better in the SEC, but it's still probably going to always be one of the best spectacles in the sport the, just because the visual of, of the whiteout is, visual. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, and and it, they've done so. Like Tennessee's done the checkerboard out, and Oklahoma's done the stripe the stadium, and it's they're really cool. But the visual of the whiteout is is pretty hard to beat, especially because uh, it's at night. Of, yeah, so the contrast now, of the night of and the brightness of the white is great. Straight up noise, those SEC stadiums are going to be louder, and because let's let's just face it, the people are drunker. I mean, I could I could talk about acoustics, I could talk about something else, but they're 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 just drunker. And and that's cool. We got a we more. just got a $25 donation from Will Kaplan. It says, Ari, please stop eating in and out. Their fries are terrible, yet I still eat them whenever I need to travel west coast for work. Go dogs. Um I, I don't know. I guess he also think says a he's a southerner, so take this with a grain of salt. That that's the other thing. Those of us who live in the south do not frequently get in and out. We have to be traveling to the west coast. Or, or, or I guess now you have it in, in Texas as well. But that's why Dallas is elite. They have Whataburger. They've got In-N-Out. They've got Brahms. They've got uh, Checkers. They've got every single fast food restaurant, and then a bunch of awesome Mexican fast food restaurants that just don't exist anywhere else. So interesting that you, I, you mentioned Whataburger because you're a big ketchup guy, and Whataburger's ketchup huge ketchup game guy. Yeah, is unparalleled. I agree. So when you walk into the into a Whataburger for the first time, and and that ketchup is presented to you, are you just in awe? Well, the first time I had it, it was amazing. And like now in Texas, you can buy them in grocery stores. Like you can buy the the spicy ketchup like in the in right next to the Heinz. So I I do that. Um, I don't want to make people upset, but I don't think that Whataburger is better than In and Out. You know, it's fine. Like it's good, but it's not. I don't know that anybody's ever argued that. I, I think I a lot think, of people you know, argue that. I, I've heard well, that a million that you times. Get whatever you want at Whataburger at three in the morning, and it's it's so readily readily available. I think that probably has something to do with it too. I mean, In and Out's open till two or three or four in the morning, isn't it? It depends on where you are, but yeah, I think a lot of them are. Most of I think them Whataburger has elite hours. Whataburger is hamburger at nine a.m. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is, um, and it's good. Like I like all fast food. That's the thing. Like I, I've eaten it all, and probably not good for my heart, but I've had it all, and. Um, you know, it's not like I don't like any of it. I'll, if somebody gave me a Wendy's double double right now, I would gladly eat it. Um, it's just in and out to me is the freshest, most delicious $5 burger on the face of the earth. And people compare it to, so, to um, five guys like you did multiple times on this podcast. And five no, guys is, no, no, I'm not comparing five guys. Okay, is a three times more expensive. Is a $10 yeah. hamburger. Yeah, yeah, that does. It's not fast food. So like when you talk about the class really that in and out's in and you're comparing it to its peers, it's McDonald's. Wendy's. Okay, McDonald's fries are way better. McDonald's fries are the best in fast food. I agree. No, Chick-fil-A's fries are the best in fast food. I disagree. You're not gonna you're not gonna win that one. I I live in the South and I have children. We should we should I, do. I, I eat at Chick Fil A like four times a week. We should do a random. I think we might have actually done this a random ranking of types of potato, like crinkle. I think we did this like crinkle cut. I think we did waffle. I'm a big waffle shoestring fry guy. steak. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, I like all fries, deep fried potatoes. Like, how do you mess that up? But McDonald's when they're fresh, I think McDonald's puts sugar on theirs, don't they? 
which is what taste what, what makes them taste so amazing. Like I think there's a little sugar on it. Yeah, I, I was always told that McDonald's had what most people consider to be the ideal surface area to volume ratio with their fries, <laughs> which for me, I don't. I, I I like a thicker fry. I like a like a big old steak fry, like you get in a restaurant, like in a sit down restaurant. Steakhouse. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I I think that crinkle crinkle cut is the bottom rung. I think if you're a I restaurant, agree. they just don't hold up. If you have a restaurant and you have a great great main oh, product good lord what the oh wow double decker pb and j oh my god that is yeah. amazing i would smash i love peanut butter and jelly oh i want it but i can't eat it i Do think that. you should hold on to oh, it and save lord. it i i think we should that might be lunch once my time runs out oh, if you no. take here's a very elite that's, that's my lunch. meal that's your lunch i'm i'm gonna eat it oh sorry bye <laughs> a, a peanut Great. butter and jelly sandwich in a glass of milk, I think, is an all-American thing to eat. But also, if you put all right, potato all right. chips I, I on still the eat. sandwich. Oh, I can understand that. I, I I can understand the potato. That's not. I I wouldn't want that salt that much salty with my PB and J. But I understand where they're coming from. I love PB and J. I eat PB and J. Probably four or five times a week. <laughs> like seriously, I like. Oh, she's eating my double decker PB and J now. Oh, oh man, I live in a house with a person who has a gluten allergy, so I don't have all this. Uh, well, I do too. My, my wife has bread. celiac, so oh, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a bunch but my of my kids can eat bread, as you can see behind you. Yeah, my only saving listeners. grace is that when my my daughter turns out to be ten years old and she starts eating eating sandwiches and stuff, that that might be reason enough. To get it, but as far as it's concerned right now, I don't need bread if you ask her, and she doesn't eat it, so we don't have it. Yeah, that's that's probably actually better for you yeah. in the long run. So, Ari, we, we have to talk about something, an outrageous statement that was made on this podcast feed this week. And I think you've been briefed on it, but I want to make sure uh, you, you hear it from me. It's a, I thought it was really shocking uh, it was one of those record scratch moments for me. I felt like it, it made me kind of reevaluate everything about the person who said it. <laughs> yeah. And so we were doing football and grits. That's our SEC show. It comes out every Monday for, for those who are new to the feed. And David Ubbin is the host. I am the co-host. And David said, I, I'm not even sure I can quote him. Like, I don't know if this sentence can leave my mouth. David said that Chili's is terrible. As opposed to what? He's like, a it monster. doesn't taste good? Like, That's what's what he said. What's the premise? You go in there and you get a meal at Chili's and it doesn't taste good? That is his premise, yes. I, then you must be a very picky eater. It hurts my heart. like Because it's just like... We can have all these food arguments about like whose fries are better or what burger is the best or what chain restaurant is the best. And maybe I'm just the least picky eater on the face of the earth, but I would eat at Applebee's. I would eat it at O'Charlie's. I would eat at Chili's. I, I eat at Outback Steakhouse. Like they're all good. Like they, I like might prefer one to the other, but there isn't any of these places where I say the food's not good. Applebee's and TGI Fridays have not had the best experiences at over the years, but I've rarely had a bad experience at Chili's. But even I, if you have a bad experience, love, you leave there thinking it didn't taste good? Like you went to Applebee's and got a hamburger and you're like, that burger was 
disgusting. I I couldn't finish it because I didn't like it. Well, uh, put it this way: if I had a choice between Chili's and Applebee's, I'm picking Chili's every time. Yeah, I think Chili's is better than Applebee's, but all of these places serve one purpose. It's a place where you can go for $25 and smash an inordinate amount of food and leave with your top button in your jeans open and smashing food. Like the thing that's like the craziest thing about Chili's is, and this is the thing that I really don't understand about what Ubbin said, is if it doesn't taste good, their meals have like an average of like 2,500 calories in them each. You can get a burger and fries at Chili's. For, and it somehow is 2,000. Go look at their nutrition facts. It might be the most disgustingly unhealthy restaurant in America. And my point of that That's is this not to factor. eat it. But if you have a 2,500 calorie burger and fries, it's going to be awesome because there's butter and all sorts of different disgustingly delicious ingredients in it. Like, how could you eat a 2,000 calorie burger and think it tastes bad? Like, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't even know how we're talking about this. Bad. It's like if you like Applebee's That's more true. than Chili's, I can listen. If you like Chili's more than Applebee's, I can listen. But to sit here and just say if I go into a Chili's, I won't eat anything in there because it doesn't taste good is insanity and wrong. Well, also I he's a sports do, writer. What do you eat uh, on the road? Like we're, uh, I spent the last decade of my of life things. eating at chain restaurants while I'm on the road for football games. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We need to have a let, let's let's have a chain restaurant draft right now. Okay. Chain You're- restaurant draft. You get the first pick. We're going to go 5 rounds. Let's do it. Okay, so um this is going to be difficult, but I'm going out back to steakhouse number 1. Okay. I I can live with that. The, the the steak is good. The Alice Springs chicken, also excellent. Uh, you can turn your fries favorite. into cheese fries at any point. That brown bread is very good. I would never order a steak there, though. That's the funniest thing about my take. I think they've got tremendous fries. They've got mashed potatoes. Their coconut shrimp. Their bread is secretly elite. Um, their burgers. I mean, it's just the perfect. Their French onion soup. It is the perfect place to smash. Um a variety of different types of food when you're eating like a glutton. And like, to me, people think, well, why would you ever order a steak there? And it's like, you could just leave all the steak uh, off the menu you don't have to. and you don't have to, and you can still have an awesome meal. And I, I very much enjoy it. And I think that the bloom and onions delicious and the kookaburro wings, in my opinion, and look at me in the eyes, I think are the best wings I've ever had in my life. Turkey, what do we got here? Turkey sliders with, Barbecue sauce. How Turkey much stuff sliders. do we have in this house? I mean, like, what, what do you... I, my kitchen is not like this. <laughs> I cooked a turkey over the weekend, and we've been eating off of it for the last few days. It's good. 
And so, so it's just but after those, the are the, those are the kings. She's got the king's Hawaiian slider rolls. Have you oh, tried yeah. the, Well, oh yeah, your, Who yeah, you your fiance here, does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have after is, hours in this house. house. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm wearing a turkey slider now. No, I was gonna eat that. <laughs> oh, good lord! I I have a turkey slider on my head. I so at some point, I thought your kids. I'm gonna. I cannot break. I'm not gonna cry. I might cry a little, um, but at some point, are. I might just break. So I have 43 minutes until my personal deadline expires. So um, I have so many more plans. Oh boy, they've got more. I, I I know I know what's out there. There's one thing that's out there. If they bring it, it's going to be very difficult for me. I don't know why they're torturing you. No, it's not next. I I do. You've, they, they're my kids. They, they, they learned from me. See, I learned you know by I, watching you, Dad. I learned by watching you. You know what? I think I made a made a mistake on this draft because you have to know your opponent too, and I feel like I yeah. could have taken them in the third or fourth round, and you wouldn't have taken them out back. So uh, I guess we're just doing well, a random well, ranking of what we like the best. We're not taking. I might have taken out back. No, I might have. Okay, so my my top pick, number one draft pick, is Texas Roadhouse. And it could be Texas Roadhouse or Logan's Roadhouse. They're basically the same. Uh, I will I will at times get a steak there. You can get a bone-in ribeye there. It's very good. Like, it's not dry-aged or anything like that, but it's still really good. How, but, much, is a, how much is a bone-in ribeye at that place? I, I, I haven't had one in about a year because I'm going to explain what, what my order is these days. It was in the $25 range. I believe beef prices have, have driven it up a little bit. So I think it's now closer to 30. So it, it, it's, but you don't need to be paying that much for that experience because you're there for the rolls and the, mm-hmm. and the cinnamon butter and cinnamon butters. I have eaten, I have eaten 16 to 20 rolls in a sitting there. And I think you just go, they have a, they have a great burger, get a burger. You can get, you know, with the mushrooms on it and the Swiss or the barbecue sauce, or the onion strings, however you want to. I also have a blooming onion there too. Yeah, yeah. Something See, I'm not a big different. fried onion guy, so that that's not as big of a deal for me. But I will, I will just get a burger. I will eat 16 rolls, and the the steak fries there are phenomenal. Yeah, so, I think that they're very similar experiences. Now, you, I actually think you might have gotten a better pick than me because the rolls and the butter there are better. Hmm. So, all right, what is your number two? Okay, so I gotta go off the reservation a little bit here. Um, and just doing it off the cuff, I hope I don't forget something. But I'm a very big uh, Olive Garden guy, and I haven't been there I, in, in multiple years. But s- it's uh, stole one of mine. It's very, very good, and their breadsticks are very much on par with Texas Roadhouse. And I just love Italian food and pasta and chicken parm and toasted ravioli and mozzarella sticks and all sorts of different things that you can get fried mushrooms all the stuff that they have there it's super cheap um it's carb heaven and you know it's not the best italian food you can get but for the price point uh, i think it's a perfectly acceptable date spot although i would i think my fiance would forever break up with me if i took her to olive garden but you know oh you we we don't have great food chemistry no everything i've said on this podcast i think she would be disgusted by you've met her yeah i I, I, but see, she's very, she's beautiful and worldly and, oh, thank you. you know, she can appreciate 
a $50 frittata in ways that you and I probably can't. So that's yeah, just, she likes fine dining. Like that's the thing. Like her, yeah. when we're on vacation, she wants to book the reservations for the dinners that we're going on a month in advance. So we get the place that she wants to go to. And they're usually very nice places with delicious food. She's never been a smash off of a highway chain restaurant type of person. She, she doesn't have a roller grill go-to. She doesn't, yeah, no, she doesn't no, automatically never, go to the jalapeno I've, cheddar sausage. We've been together for three years, and we've never eaten in a state, in a, in a Chili's-type place once together. See, my wife will, will go for the chain food. She would prefer not, uh, but she also likes the funky-type places. She does not like gas station food, obviously. That, that <laughs> I just leave that for our dates. Yeah. Uh, but, but all right, so my number two pick, and, and you'll see the unlimited... What do we have now? Chips and dip. Oh, good lord! Chips and salsa. Goodness, that. What do we? What do Those we kids are having a, oh, a, a little, really, really. We got good a little lunch. salsa verde. We got some tortilla chips. They're good. Of course, they're good. They're tortilla chips. How could they ever be bad? See. <laughs> All right, out of here. Yeah, right, come on. We're, we're we're very serious business of 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 drafting chain restaurants right now. See. Adios. <laughs> All right. Adios. <laughs> yeah, my accent. They have, they have to take Spanish in school. Their accents are much better than mine. So. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going Cracker Barrel because unlimited biscuits. Now, you can go there for breakfast or for dinner. Be happy either way. I would probably order breakfast for dinner there. Uh, what I like to do is get the grilled catfish and mix it up in the grits. Mm. and then eat as many biscuits as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's a um, definitely a place where, and you know this about me, Andy, I'm a variety person. I like mm-hmm. the type of place where you can get uh omelet or a burger and put it on the same plate. You know, like when I was in, high, <laughs> when I was in college, part of the reason why I gained the freshman 100 or whatever, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> I would go to a place called Village Inn, and I don't know if they have them. It's just kind of like Denny's. Oh, yeah. We got Village Inn here. Okay. In Village Inn is elite. We used and to go to Village get, Inn in high school all the time. I'd get a hamburger and fries um, and a side of pancakes. Like, to me, that is an all-American dream. Um, and, and you can and do that, right? And always afterward. Do, do, they yeah. have, do they have burgers at Cracker Barrel? It's been a while. I'll say, one time, I went snowboarding with my one of my best friends um, and we were on the mountain all day. And then after it was over with, there was a cracker barrel barrel right off the first exit from the mountain we were on. And I ate so much food after that. And it was one of the best eating experiences of my life because it was freezing outside. We had snow all over us. Like, you know, that like getting your boots off and all this stuff. And then we walked into a cracker barrel and it was just like, no matter what we wanted, there was enough food on the, it was just me and him. There was enough food on the table for six people. It was just like, and I think well, we spent like 110 bucks on there and ate only 30% of the food that we got, but it was just like one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. So my, my wife and I went to Italy for two weeks with another couple back in 2008, and we, uh, it was unbelievable. The food was great. The last stop of the trip, we were in Capri for four days, so incredible oh, wow. seafood, fresh out of the ocean. It was awesome. We fly back in, and we landed in uh, Orlando, and we had to drop this other couple off in Tampa. So we we drove them over to Tampa, dropped them off, and we were starving. And we started driving north. We end up at a Cracker Barrel in Wesley Chapel, Florida. And, you know, we get spoiled in America by free refills and unlimited bread and all that stuff. 
I probably had 20 biscuits and probably 12 glasses of iced tea. I was just like, keep them coming. Just keep, keep refilling. God bless America. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't know if there's a better place on the, we lost Ari. He got so hungry. He just left the feed. Who knew? What? Sorry. I'm back. I'm back. He's coming back. He's back. So, sorry, I, I, I accidentally Hi, I accidentally clicked out of the tab because I was looking at the menu for Cracker Barrel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's the best technical difficulty we've ever ever had. I've been in I've been in Europe, and you know I've been to some really beautiful places. I've also been to Capri. I've been to Italy, and I know that there are certain novelties overseas. But look me in the eyes and tell me that America doesn't who like Jim Harbaugh's who has it better than us. <laughs> I don't know from a food standpoint if anybody has it better than us. Oh, it's so good. It is. Yeah. So as you can see, the uh, the quality of the unlimited bread is very high on my list, which is why I would have taken Olive Garden kind of where you did. So I'm glad it got taken. So what, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is chilies. Uh, I think it tastes very good. They've got... Um, a lot of variety and it's super caloric, which means it's super tasty. Um, it blows my mind that a human being can say it doesn't taste good. I mean, in, wait, I mean what, how do I have to explain chilies to people? It's the greatest, like easiest, most convenient place in the world. And it's super cheap and there's nothing uh, better about just smashing food in one of those places. And, you know, I think part of the reason why I've got to go on a major diet before I get married in May and, and I'm currently on one is because I'm a big fountain soda guy. And those are the types of places where you just said, keep, keep them coming. And you know, you got the, the fries and I think the stuff in there is just extra salty. Um, but chilies is just delicious and they've got, Oh, good Lord. You can go to, this is, this is the part I was worried about. Oh boy. Merry Christmas. Okay. So, so she's got, it's called quintessential chocolate cake. He's got red velvet. This is when we had barbecue yesterday. The, the the barbecue place also has a bakery and they had these massive slices of cake. So I took a picture of, of myself slicing these in half because I I'm a somewhat responsible parent, not a very responsible parent, as you see, but a somewhat responsible parent where I wouldn't let them eat so a slice of cake that's about a foot tall. I made them, you know, cut them up first. But now they are uh, they're finishing the cake and it's it's right in front of me. The red velvet is to my left. The quintessential chocolate is to my right. It's not right in front of you. Actually, now it's, now oh, it good Lord. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> you and me, so and, good. you and me are different. My guy, uh, cake and pie and all that stuff is not what, what gets me. Doesn't bother you. No. It, I mean, I think it tastes good, but I would, this somebody cake put, right here bothers me. Cause this some, is good cake. Like if somebody if took the cake, best cake on the face of the earth that was ever made, and then put a mm -hmm. large Domino's pizza to the left and said, okay. choose one, I would choose the pizza. Just a regular chain pizza over any gourmet cake. Oh, no. See, I'd take the cake over that. I'm a now, like, they had Lou Malnati's on the uh, the Monday Night Football broadcast last night. I That one I nearly keeled. Like, I, I started to feel it in my stomach. Like, I need that now. I was watching Selling Sunset uh, before bed last night um, with Britt and it's a bunch of beautiful people who are super in shape, who are very rich, who live in LA and it made me want to be skinny. So that was much better than seeing pizza on the Monday night football broadcast. Well, so Ari, uh, well, I can tell you right now, uh, no, what scale said this morning. What's that? 
6.2 pounds. And what's the lightest you've been in your adult life? Uh, a skinny fat 221. I'm, I'm in way better shape now than I was then. Yeah. Uh, I was 280 right before the pandemic started. So 54 pounds down. Yeah, you're noticeably thinner in the face for sure. 215, but also jacked. That's the goal. That's the goal. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'd have a six pack at 215. If I don't, and I think it's possible, I might try to keep losing. You're going to try to get a six pack? I, I am going to try. Do you know what kind of shape and how hard that is? Like, what's the point? You're already married. Like, I mean, what, like having a six pack would feel good. Like if you're single at a Vegas pool, but like what, what, why put yourself through all that? Uh, you're already with somebody that you love and you have a family. Like yeah, enjoy look how adorable. These two are do you know, Imagine yeah, do you how know, hot my wife is. Yeah. Do so. you know? Um, yeah. Do you know how disciplined and how perfect you have to be to get a six pack? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm b- capable of being that disciplined, but listen, so here's the, here's the deal, Ari. I was 256 in September. So I'm 30 pounds down since September. It's doable. And like tonight, I'm probably going to have a burger because once I finish this fast, my thing is my stomach's going to be pretty shrunken at that point. And so I'm not going to need to eat a ton. So I'm going to have like a little bowl of soup and then I have basically 2,200 calories for the rest of the day. And I'll probably use it all on dinner. You're going to have a soup? That's what you're going to break your fast with? A soup? My my mother-in-law made me lamb stew. Well, that's another debate for uh, about food for another day. Like, soup and stew is different, right? If you have a bunch of meat chunks in it. Uh, it it's, no, I mean, it's not, a, it's not that thick. Because it's not, it's pretty low in calories, actually. This is more of a soup. I guess it's lamb soup. It's not really, lamb stew would have more like a, a thick, you know, kind of Guinnessy broth. This this one is is more of a soup broth. So, it's soup. I'm having like chicken, soup. steak, and rice right after this is over with. Oh, stop, stop. I just had red velvet cake dangled over my head. All right, guys. All right, Matt, Maggie, you, you, when, you think you can, uh, can do the thing that we talked about? Oh, I don't know. She can't do it now. Now she's getting shy. She has a gift that she, she did not get this from me. If she can actually pull this off. From, it is water. Go ahead. I don't know what it is, but I'm very curious to see what this is going to be right now. I did not pass this along. I, this is fully from her mom. Nobody in the family can do this except for my uncle. See if she can pull it off. This is a lot of pressure. I'm I know she can do I'm it not even, I'm not normally. even involved in this. She can do it normally, but this is this is different. This is this hits different when there's thousands of people listening. This is hard. Oh, oh, we got a little stage fright. Yes. Come on, you're you're the one who said, "I'm ready. I'm ready to make my podcast debut." I think I know where this All is right. headed. No one talk. It's a podcast. We have to talk. But not right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. The world is waiting. Don't get nervous. Don't, don't say don't get nervous. It's going to make me normal. Do it. Stop. Oh, that, you can do better than that. You can do a lot better than that. She's swallowing air. That was. I'm nervous. That was, it was, oh, she is a, she is a. 
like, have you seen Revenge of the Nerds? You know the book, the burping contest where yeah. the ogre goes first and then Booger goes second. She's Booger essentially. I mean, that's pretty gnarly um, burp. Yeah, that's that's really nothing. I mean, I've seen her stop people in their tracks <laughs> when they're just walking around and they hear her and they're like, "What? What is this?" Stop. At least she knows All she'll right. have something to do for her talent show. <laughs> there we go. All right. See, that's my girl. She didn't get that from me. That's all her mom. That's funny. My son cannot burp, so he's out. Yeah, you can literally just go. He can go like. I'm trying to right. swallow. I don't. How do you swallow guys, hair, guys? Ah, oh, <laughs> gross. All right, it's all burp. Go finish your cake. We got to finish the show. We have a very important, very important draft going on. So, all right, my third round pick is coming up. So, what are we gonna do here? What's what is the third round pick? What is the way to go? I'm gonna go Cheesecake Factory. That was gonna be my fourth round pick. I was hoping that you were still good pass over that. So you've got the brown bread and the sourdough because again, the the free bread counts. But everything on the menu, you have a what was it? Ben McAdoo, that that guy who coached the Jets, mm-hmm. who had a a play sheet that looked like a Cheesecake Factory menu, like. So you have every everything's on the menu. You can you can get whatever you want. It's all pretty good. It's in massive portions. They have a salad that has like twenty five hundred calories. Like you're not getting out of there without doing. Why some, would some anybody order caloric that damage? Ever? I don't know. I What's no the idea. point? Because if you go look at the salads at Chili's, it's the same thing. It's like seventeen hundred calories. It's like okay, I'll just go smash an entire large Domino's pizza and cheesy bread for that much. Like why would I ever do that to myself? <laughs> I hate to break it to you. That's more than that. I know. Yeah, your uh, your pan Domino's pepperoni pizza for the whole pizza is about twenty four hundred calories. Don't ask me how I know that. Wait, say that again. How much is it? Uh, about twenty four hundred calories for the for, whole for a large Domino's. Pan Domino's pepperoni oh, media pizza. Pan. No, no, oh, the, I get the, hand tossed. The, the handmade pan. Oh, okay. So I've had many of those to myself over the course of time. So uh, you know, the mystery continues to get solved. <laughs> All right, what is your fourth round pick? Okay, so like there are different types of um, chain restaurants, and it's like some of them like get a little bit more upscale, and I just like don't know how how upscale I can get here. Um, what do you it's think? Cheese, Cheesecake Factory is kind of probably the top end. Like Ruth's Chris, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go with that. I, they need to be they need to be approachable. Okay, I very much like Denny's. Nothing wrong with Denny's. And one time I went there the night before the national championship game with Landis and he got the stomach bug because of it and had some issues during the national championship game. Uh, I think he watched most of it from the bathroom. Sorry for telling everybody that, but it's the funniest thing in the world to me. But you know what I like? I like their pancakes. I think they've got the best uh, pancakes in the uh, in the breakfast game, even more so than Waffle House. Um, And they've got pretty good fries and burgers and lunch food. Like I think Denny's is a really elite place. Okay, there we go. <laughs> She's saving that up for us. <laughs> and now we can't get the dog. But no, Denny's is Denny's is great. And man, I, I spent so many hours in Denny's in high school because there was one just kind of right right there. Enough, enough, enough. Your dog. Well, I, she doesn't need to be on the show. It's an audio medium. Yes, I know there's uh, that's Cookie. Say hi to Cookie. All right, guys. All right, we're done. All thank right. you. Bye.
<laughs> All right. But I, my enduring memory of, of Denny's is we always tried to do stupid, ever stupider things. And so everybody would always try to do the, uh, the unscrew the salt shaker so that whoever first went for the salt would dump it out. But then my friend Tom, that happened. He ended up being the loser of, of that particular prank. And then we offered him 10 bucks to eat the pile of salt. And he did. And I, so I'll never forget just that mountain of salt getting consumed. I think he had it over eggs. It was, and, and so it was uh, salt, that much salt does terrible I, things to you. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would have done that for 10 bucks, but in high school, uh, you know, people do things. You know, in my high school, there was, or near my high school, there was a uh, Pizza Hut buffet or a Pizza Hut restaurant, like a standalone oh, restaurant. Yeah, we, we had the Pizza Hut buffet pretty frequently. <laughs> it, was a, it was a mile away from campus, but Pizza Hut buffet only goes from 11 to 1. So, like, we would ditch class to go to Pizza Hut buffet and then return for, like, the fifth period. That was like, my high school experience. And, like, honestly, I think they've ditched it since COVID. I don't know if Pizza Hut has a buffet anymore. I, I don't think they do, and it's terrible. I, I, and it was, I like, $4.99 in those days or three ninety nine. Oh, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. So that, you know, if Pizza Hut still had the buffet, that might be in contention for this thing. Yeah. All right. So number four for me, I'm going to go with Payway. I would say P.F. Chang's, same company, but Payway is like three to five dollars cheaper per entree and just as good or better per entree. Which is why I get mad when people ever think pay. I mean, uh, P.F. Chang's is worth going to. It's the yeah, same it's like food. You're going for the atmosphere. You're going because yeah, they like have a full gonna, bar. I yeah, guess. Like what, what, why are I we guess spending? You want mixed drinks. Yeah, I guess. Um, but like Asian fusion or age hop scale Asian restaurants are like making a th- is becoming a thing. They have a lot right. of them in Vegas. I've noticed, and I went to one, and you can get a really good meal. But like, I'm not paying twenty three dollars for the pad thai I can get at at Payway. That is elite pad thai, by the way. But also, for, I think it might even be for better. Ten dollars. Yeah, at Payway. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. And, you know, I really like um, Chinese food, too. So, you know, you get the crab rangoon and, you know, all sorts of different things like that. And, you know, you put yourself in a pretty good position to have a nice meal. Uh, One time, um, our Indians writer who was covering Ohio State, Zach Meisel, and I went to to Detroit to cover the Michigan game in like 2013. And we went to P.F. Chang's for dinner. And then afterward, we were summoned to the casino um, to summoned yeah by uh the, the by casino friends. call to you the, the casino called us no we had friends at the casino and we got okay. there and then like an hour and a half later ate at the casino buffet so it's another one of my uh great displays of of uh moderation in my life all right what is your number five pick ari um this is really hard i think i'm gonna go red lobster because i'm if you don't know if you don't know this about me um I'm a big fried fish guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, fast food fried fish. Um, but they got the, I don't know, like, where would you put the Cheddar Bay Biscuits on the f- list of free bread that you got going on? Way there? up there. Way up there. So, you know, if that alone is a pretty good value pick for you then. And I like, um, like, clam strips. I like fried shrimp. I like the French fries. I like everything. I mean, seafood is 
pretty underrated. And I think like Long John Silver's grosses people out. It does not gross me out. And actually, it's got it might have the sneaky best chicken tender in fast food. Interesting. Have you ever been to Long John Silver's before? Oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. Oh, you, you're talking about the chicken planks. Yeah. So let me let me tell you about Andy in high school when Andy was trying to gain weight for uh, yeah for football. I don't think that there's anything that on earth that is worse for you than Long John Silver's. By the way. So the Long John Silver's chicken plank, they use the fish fry batter. Oh, yeah. on chicken, which is amazing. And so this was my mom, bless her heart would just call me and ask me what I want. And I'd tell her, and then she'd get it. Instead of no saying, what. no, you probably shouldn't do that. So she'd be coming home from, from work, and, and she'd say, I'm getting Long John Silvers. You want your usual. Would you like to know what my usual was? Yes. <laughs> yes. Ten chicken planks and what they called fries for four. How could you possibly eat that much food? Because those are heavy as hell. Those are heavy. I I would not only eat that. That would she get home. She worked at high school, and so this was this would be in the times when I didn't have a sport in season, so didn't have practice after school. So she'd get home at like four thirty, and I would eat that when she got home. I would then eat another meal at about seven. So not only did I eat all that, I also ate more afterward yeah you're i'm more of a glutton when it comes to like doing disgusting things like i do things that i'm ashamed of sometimes you're more of a volume person than i am because that's that like i couldn't if i ate five well, of those my metabolism I think at that age was just unreal like the i was struggling to gain weight at that time trying to gain weight and not succeeding so is there is there um anything on the face of the earth that you could put in your body that's worse for you than smashing Long John Silver's? I don't think so. I mean, like toxic waste, maybe? <laughs> well, like the thing that kind of disappoints me is that, like at Long John Silver's, and I haven't been in a long time because I'm trying to not uh, have a heart attack, but it's the fish combo. And you know what? Can I change my chain restaurant from yeah. <laughs> Red yeah. Lobster to Long John's? I didn't know if fast food is part of it. Long John Silver's probably doesn't count, but... Long John Silver's has um, a fish, shrimp, and chicken platter where you can get all three of them. <laughs> and Hush it's all puppies fried in and the same batter. Yeah, it's all fried in the same batter, so it all tastes very similar. Um, tartar sauce, uh, two hush puppies, French fries, and cocktail sauce. And I think the meal is like six bucks. <laughs> and I think it might be 5,000 calories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Listen, I I, was I am so freaking hungry D's right now, bro. And a big Long John Silver's guy back in the day. I I don't think I've had Long John Silver's in twenty five years. I think it. Oh wow, twenty five, huh? Yeah, you got you got to do a reunion tour. Pretty much through high school. <laughs> yeah, it was all pretty much through high school. All right, so I got my last pick. I have lots of. I don't know where to go with this. Sorry. Do I go late night? Slash breakfasty? Do I go Italian? Because I haven't been down the well, Italian. Well, this is road if you yet. noticed, and I'll give you some advice. If you notice anything about my draft, I'm very well represented. I do everything intentionally. I've got the middle tier <laughs> chain, the middle tier chain steakhouse on there. Mm-hmm. I've got the breakfast place with Denny's. Yep. I've got the seafood place. I've got the Italian place, and I've got Chili's, which is just an American place. 
Okay, so I've, got I've already gone covered. Cracker Barrel for breakfast. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I was going to go Waffle House. And Waffle House is not just a breakfast place. And I Waffle love Waffle House. Waffle House is delicious. But, yeah. Yeah. But listen, they're all, everybody here is a winner. So let, let's, not, let's not cast any, any aspersions here. I'm debating between two. Do I go with Carabas? Which is really, really good. Was that upscale Olive Garden? It's Outback's Italian restaurant. Yeah. And then, or do I go Red Robin? Great burgers, unlimited steak fries. Yeah, I know. I'm, you, you're bottom, they're called bottomless. Uh, that's up to you, bud. You're, you're, uh, you're the master of your own ship here. Oh, well, I'd kill for those steak fries right about now. So Red Robin it is. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. So like I'm past 24 hours now. So like, what are we doing here? Like, are we, do we, did we talk about college football at all? Like, is it okay that we did? I did say, why don't you do things like Nick Saban? Like, why doesn't in and out just look at somebody who actually has good fries and make them like that? Should I say something about recruiting or something before we go? If you'd like. How about Billy Napier smashing down a five-star prospect and stealing him away from Georgia, huh? How about there that? There you go, Mr. Mr. Go Gators, who just walked out of here, w- w- was very happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you, yeah, I mean, was that the biggest recruiting win that they, that was that a bigger recruiting win than anything Dan Mullen did in his entire tenure? Yes. And it's the first time that's happened in a long time. Now, I, well, Gervon Dexter was, was pretty heavily recruited. A lot of people wanted him and, and he picked Florida under Dan Mullen. I just mean from a statement standpoint, rating, who yes, was being all, recruited by, well, and also, like, bam, that's what you want right there. Also, you know, so Wilson's from uh, from IMG Academy. Ari, do you know how many bef- how many IMG Academy players before him signed with Florida? Zero. Zero. That, so that seems like a fairly important. I just guess that seal to that break. is absolutely unbelievable. Yes. How far away is Bradenton from Gainesville? Two and a half hours. Now, I those guys those are from different places, from, but like, yeah. But Evan Neal's a Floridian, you know, like he went to IMG, but he's a Floridian. A lot of a lot of the folks are from Florida and, and Wilson's from, uh, I believe he's from Fort Pierce or, or Treasure Coast area. So, you know, he's he's a Floridian. But yeah, that's that's something that they had just they had not gotten anybody out of there. Does seem fairly important when you have the largest collection of talent in the whole country. Sitting you got to get a caravan over to Florida from there. Somebody rent a bus and get those kids over there. Well, I think I think that's probably the way things are, are potentially going to go. But it's interesting. I, I get the emails from Florida's uh, sports information department still because I used to be on the beat, and they they have created so many new titles. There's like a director of recruiting innovation. Good. There's an associate athletic director for recruiting strategy. Good. Like they are leaning hard into this, and and the. The new associate athletic director for recruiting strategy, who used to work at Louisiana Lafayette for for Billy Napier, got stolen by Kirby Smart, and Napier stole her back from from Georgia. Her first tweet after she took the Florida job was, "It's always time to talk about recruiting." Oh God! Like, Wait, has somebody written about this person? The old regime. Is this has she been written about yet? Not yet. Hey, Alan Taylor's got a lot of work to do. Okay, is there any way I can swoop in on this? Because I, I, uh, we'll let you and Alan fist fight that what, out. Um, so I like. Do you think? And maybe I'm an arrogant asshole. You tell me. 
But do you think that I would be qualified for a job where I sit at a program and like come up with innovative ways to recruit or for strategy? I think you could. I think you'd be pretty good at it. I I think about it all day already as it is of like what can you do to make things better. Um, but now if Florida has a position for just recruiting strategy, and are, like are we going to see a future now where recruiting departments are going to split up? You're going to have the scouts and the people who break down film, and you're going to have the people who spend time discussing and, and formulating strategies of how they're going to a lot you know allocate their time, which I think are two very different positions. I don't I couldn't scout. I can't look at film and be like, yeah, that kid's definitely a five-star and that kid's a three-star. Well, maybe five stars because that's easy. But, you know, ranking between 300 and 1,000 would be very difficult for me. Um, But I feel like I could come up with a plan. You ready for these these titles? Okay. So Katie Turner was the the person I was talking about who who she worked for for Billy Napier in Lafayette and then went to Georgia and, and then he hired her away from Georgia. So she is the assistant AD of recruiting strategy. Jacob LaFrance is the director of player personnel, which lots of programs have that. Yeah. Doug Domingue is the director of recruiting innovation. So recruiting strategy and recruiting innovation, different. You have to innovate, then you strategize, or maybe you strategize and then you innovate, but you got to do both. I want to do that. (laughs) I want to strategize and uh, what was it? Innovate. Yeah. Strategize and innovate. Okay. I want to be the person that says, why are we spending so much time in Florida? We're across the country. Let's take this, attack this city, and here's what our plan is going to be. I want to be that guy. Well, you could say that, but you're still going to get a bunch of crap if you don't sign some players from Florida. So, No, no, I'm not talking about Florida. I, I just meant like in oh, general. Oh, okay. Like you're talking were, about at whatever school you're yeah, at. Yeah, like yes. Florida should spend time in Florida. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> okay. That's not what I was implying. I I'm saying like if I were like... I just like always like to think about doing it at Arizona because Arizona to me is a very interesting place of just like beautiful campus close to California. Mm -hmm. And I know they just signed a top 25 class. Say that again, by the way, just signed a top 25 class. Yes. But like I would be like Florida graduate Jed fish signed you a top 25 class. Yeah. Uh, And just got one of the best uh, signees in the history of the program um, that was the beneficiary of Oregon not having a head coach for a few weeks, but I'd be like, why don't we go spend some time in Detroit? Like I would like come up with strategies. Let's recruit Detroit, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. How have you and Jed fish not already discussed this? Because you, you revealed this strategy month actually before Jed was hired. And I, I am with you 100%. Look, they grow good linemen in the Midwest, especially offensive linemen, plenty of three-star offensive linemen that turn out to be draft picks. that would love to go to U of a, if you were if yes. you were a three star prospect who lived in uh, Akron, Ohio, would you rather go to Purdue or Arizona? Arizona, Minnesota or Arizona? Arizona, Rutgers or Arizona? Arizona. I mean, I went there. I don't know if I'm biased. Okay, so maybe I am, but it was really fun. It never snowed. Um, it's a beautiful place. It's close to California. You, I would attack California. I would attack Southern California, not Northern. I would attack Phoenix. I would attack Tucson, and I would attack the Midwest. Would you try to? They go spend to a Dallas lot of time Houston in Texas because you've got fairly easy flights. I guess. I mean, they to me, this is the thing that I don't, I don't know. And then you tell me about this. But once you get on a freaking airplane, the hard part is already done. So, like, it's an easy flight from Dallas to Tucson, sure. 
but is it really that much easier than flying from Cleveland? Uh, if you add an hour and a half to the flight, yeah, you the, the, and I, you and I are the same on this. Like once you're on a plane, you're on a plane. You're on a plane. Yeah, the hardest part is getting yeah. to the airport, going through security, sitting. Oh, I got the American Express Platinum card now, so I sit in lounges like a badass. Wow, look fancy you. While it's the, the greatest thing I've ever bought in my entire life. I know, like they should be paying us for this endorsement, but it's the greatest credit card ever. Um, but like, yeah, once you're on the airplane, who cares if the flight's another f- 75 minutes when you're 17 years old? It's, it's not a bad point. Do you think that like you recruiting know, Dallas to Tucson is infinitely harder than recruiting Indianapolis to Tucson? No, that's true. And and the Dallas person is probably less likely to be intrigued by the weather and all of yeah, that. Yeah, also you have much more uh, how many more options do you have in Dallas if then you right. wouldn't have if you were in Indianapolis. You would have a bunch of Mac and and we're talking about the t- the caliber of player we're recruiting here too. We're not talking about the five-star kid that has a Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson right. and Georgia offer. We're talking about the kid that's that's picking between Cincinnati, Purdue, Indiana, because that's the type of player that Arizona should be recruiting right now. And if you have a really good scout who, you know, on your staff, you would strategically hire somebody who has good ties to the Midwest, you might be able to uncover some gems and first round draft picks that would be choosing between those other schools. And hell, if I were living in Pittsburgh or Indianapolis and it was, you know, 17 degrees outside in January and I took an official visit to Tucson uh, in, in November, December, or January, like I would want to go there. I think you might have it. I, now, how much does the Sonoran dog figure into the recruiting of these, these Midwestern linemen? It's elite. It is a bacon-wrapped hot dog. It's elite. And I they like the way use the, this more. Yeah. They also, um, you know, have really good Mexican food down there. Like, not Tex-Mex, not on-the-border crap. No, I'm no, talking Mexican about, like, food, yes. Mexican food. Yeah. Um, and it just was a blast to go there. They've got new facilities. They've got cool uniforms. They play in a winnable conference. Um, they're in a rec- fertile recruiting territory. Now that Phoenix is, there's a quarterback boom in Phoenix. You got a bunch of talent in, in California that you know. I think they can okay, win well, battles against UCLA let me stop any day you there, of the week. Though, Ari, because what if Arizona State decided to adopt the same strategy? How would you? Because I, I feel like Arizona State is a little easier sell. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Arizona State doesn't recruit their own state very well either. So, you know, I, I think that Arizona, I mean, we're just using Arizona because I went there, but Arizona State to me is the biggest sleeping giant in the sport. Like their inability to get off the schneid is like one of the most fascinating things in the entire sport to me. It's like, I don't know, maybe I, I'm a behind the curve here, but I, they don't even have an indoor practice facility, do they? They have a bubble. I they have think. a bubble. They have a bubble. If you have a yeah. bubble, they, like, I mean, that's like step one. So maybe that's part of it. Like get a badass uh, practice facility or indoor uh, field and that has pools and make it look like W Scottsdale and make it cool and sexy and have waterfalls and put it at the W Scottsdale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then like have flat, I mean, if they got top of the line facilities and a coach that knew how to recruit Phoenix and then branch out, I think they would have a chance to be very good, but they are a large university. They've got a ton of, of, passionate fans um they are in the southwest with access to california very easily phoenix has a ton of good players and you're the one who wrote the quarterback story how many great quarterbacks came out of phoenix and neither of them and neither went or went to neither arizona arizona state like a hundred oh there's a ton it's it and and it's every 
it's interesting because they're not even looking I know. at either one of those. It's insane. And there's like a lot of the top tier quarterback coaches, the individual quarterback coaches are in Phoenix. Um, and then branch out and go try to recruit the kids from Cleveland or recruit the kids from from places like that that are in the snow and might want to get a change of, of, I mean, Arizona state got a four-star running back out of Akron that had an Ohio state offer a few years ago. I was like, they can do it, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, and this is why I'm hiring you as my director of recruiting strategic innovation. I'm going to combine those because I I don't have the, uh, the bankroll that Florida does. (laughs) So I'm going to combine and get a strategic innovation recruiting specialist. I would take that job director of strategy and a director of innovation. As long as somebody was there to tell me who our priorities were, as long as the film breakdown portion of it wasn't part of my job description. If we had like a chart that said, here are, here's what we need. Here's what we want for our rosters. We want five. We want four quarterbacks, 12 receivers, 17 offensive line. And we had a breakdown and it was my job to prioritize our time based on, you know, I think I could do that job. I think you could too. I think that's spectacular. Let's all right. So and I think that's right. I think you want the on-field coaches giving you that information. It's sort of the opposite of like, I always laugh when I see these NFL teams where uh, I heard Joey Harrington interviewed recently, and he was talking about how uh, Matt Millen was the GM of the Lions, and he wanted Joey Harrington really bad, and Marty Morning was the head coach and didn't want him at all. Like, why would you ever want to go get stuck playing for somebody who didn't want you? Like, the head coach should should be the one who dictates, and, and I think it works better in college. The head coach dictates the type of player they want, and the person like you is the one that's responsible for making sure that they want to come, that you guys look cool to them, yeah. that they come on the visit, and and then the coaches can say, "Here's how we develop you for the NFL." And you need you need a coach that can recruit, and and you also need. Like to me, I could tell people where to go, but you need the assistance that would be good enough to recruit those guys and be convincing. And you also need top tier talent evaluation, because if you have a bunch of people who say, here are the kids that we want, and those are wrong reads, then you're going to, that's why recruiting is so hard. You know, the, the teams that recruit such high level, you know, are special because you have the recruiting piece down. You got the personality, the way to connect. You have all these sort of things that you need to connect to a, a teenager, but you also have the talent evaluators. You have the infrastructure, you have the investment and you're cool, you know? And it's like, you have to be on the same page in five different areas to recruit a really good recruiting class. And you might have the best recruiting coordinator in the country. And if you go look, Bruce Feldman and I uh, combined on a list last it's week of story. the best recruiting coordinators in the country. How many of them went to places that, or how many names on that list were places that just haven't been very good. And it's like funny to me because people are like, well, why the hell is Alabama and Georgia's recruiting coordinator not number one on this list? It's just because there's so much more to it than that. You know, you have to be, you have to have all these things aligned to get a really good class together. And I think you're seeing the, the result of that. Like we talked, we started this talking about Florida. That change was made because of recruiting. Really nothing else. So it, it, is, it is critical. Ari, uh, do you have the button ready to press for your Chipotle order? I already scheduled it. Well, guess what? Before the podcast. It's going to be here in a minute. You can eat it. And okay. I can eat this peanut butter and jelly sandwich that, is, uh, that has appeared in front of my face. Go ahead. I can take a big honk and bite of this because I have not eaten in 24 hours. I think you should. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. Before I take a giant bite. 
I want to thank everyone seriously. I know we goof around a lot on this show. Thank you to everyone who donated. Uh, you, you guys really helped a lot of people, and it, it just it does my heart good to know we have such amazing listeners, and we appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for for you know going with us all year through this college football season. We're going to make sure through the off season we have just as much fun. We'll make sure you always have something to listen to, and uh, I just want to say thanks again. And she says thank you too. I, you guys it means a lot to me as well. Put all this food on the uh, on the table that I now get to eat. So thanks so much. And uh, we oh and 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 my son says thank you too. Thank you, and, uh, and we'll talk to you on Friday.